Hey everybody, welcome to a uh, another edition of Warrior Talk. This is Sean. And this is Matt. And I believe both of us have head colds. Uh, <laughs> yes, congestion is almost at an all-time high, getting on. <laughs> so, yeah, so we apologize. Yeah, we're back uh, into winter. Obviously, I think everybody is going to deal with this on some level. But being in winter, we are full swing in all of the winter sports at Danville High School uh, in our last podcast, we began talking about the boys and girls swim and dive team. They had a match against Owen Valley, and we are happy to uh, report that both of the teams won. I believe both teams are undefeated right now with their respective seasons. So, uh, congrats on that uh, so far. Looking forward to uh, getting some more results, and uh, I think. I'm going to try and get my daughter going. We'll take a look at the schedule later on this week and see what is available. What do you got, Matt? We got some wrestling going on? Yeah, we also had wrestling going on. They got their season underway. They were kind of the victim of the football team as well, so yeah. their season got off to a kind of a later start than they normally would. They went up against number four ranked North Montgomery the other night. Uh, I, I talked to the wrestling coach uh, the other day. They got a really young team, a lot of freshmen and sophomores and stuff like that. So it's good experience. Obviously, Northmont, very good wrestling program, very good wrestlers. They took the loss, but he was encouraged about what he saw that night, so that was good. Is wrestling, real quick, let me jump in. Is it a one class? Are there multiple classes? It is. I believe it's like small school, large school. Okay. It's almost like, it's kind of like half and half, I believe. I'm not absolutely sure on that. We'll do some research. Yes, but... It is one of those, like, it's individual and team at the same time, so right. it has that dynamic to it. So, Right, just like swimming uh, yes, and diving, absolutely. again, a team sport. But there are also going to be individual records and yes. uh, individuals competing in sectional state uh, and all that. What else you got, wrestling? And then on Saturday, they traveled uh, over to Western Boone for some duels. And then Logan Bow, Carson Waddell, and Tristan Carson all went 5-0 and on the day. Uh, Schubert had a good afternoon going 4-1. and And then the team itself picked up dual wins against Western Boone and Tri-West. So... They, I, I think they're on the right track, you know, if I, now getting practices in right. and, you know, getting guys on the mat and stuff like that. So I think they're trending in the right direction. It's a hard transition out, I mean, out of any fall sport into your winter sport, yeah. but having football going as far as they did, uh, you know, you, especially wrestling. I mean, that's just a completely different, I, did I, you wrestle? I wrestled in middle school. It's a different animal because you are going now in high school, it's two, two, two. So three two-minute periods in middle school it was always it was one 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 or one one two really for you yeah so really going two minutes for basically as hard as you can and just in constant duress like that it is a workout it is very stressful it wears on you mentally but i i'm glad i did it it was probably the best thing for me uh, yeah, yeah, I did it in rest. I'd wrestled also in middle school. Yeah, the same exact feeling. Yeah, it's it's a different it's a different beast. Like it's just it's a different mindset. I mean, it's you just, can't yeah. hide. No, it's, I mean you it's can't. You and hide. another guy yeah. out there on the mat. I mean, it's just yeah, it was a lot of fun. 
Cool. Well, congrats, wrestling team, on that. Uh, girls basketball, we have a score against Crawfordsville. They won 79-33, to 33, and then over the weekend during the big basketball, uh, just kind of spotlight, they they got a loss against Avon. Overtime, they lost 73-72. Did you get any, any opportunity to watch I was able to watch, to watch the first half of the game. I was preparing for the JV game uh, during the second half. But I want to saw it was it was neck and neck literally the entire game. No yep. one, I don't think, really pulled away. I heard Danville had kind of a later lead. But, you know, Avon's a good team. Uh, really good athletes, good shooters and stuff like that. They pulled it. Pulled, you know, tied it at the end uh-huh. of regulation, yep. and then it was just back and forth, you know. But county team, county tournament coming up here in the less than a month. I mean, it's possible these two teams are going to see each other again. So you never want the loss, but you can always right. learn from a loss. So hopefully the motivation's there for the next time they do see them. Cool. I mean, let's kind of just jump straight into that. I mean, this weekend was a special weekend for basketball. Hosted by Danville. Yes, it was an awesome weekend. Happy we could, you know, be part of it, host it. You know, Scott Robinson, uh, he's a Danville alum, graduated in 2001. Uh, He's the one who put this all together. Uh, We had a bunch of teams, like, that normally we wouldn't see. Right. Let alone play sometimes. I mean, we had Lalamere, who is a nationally ranked high school team. Uh, they won the high school na- uh, national championship last year. They came in. Brownsburg played them. Uh, we had Culver Military Academy, which is a team uh, up in northern Illinois. Uh, sorry, northern Indiana. Yeah. They were ranked number two in three A. They played Brownsburg on Saturday night. Yeah. We so Brownsburg really. Yeah. Had it, a rough weekend. Yeah, and but you know Brownsburg got the win on Saturday night though. Yeah. I mean Brownsburg's good team. Very yeah. good team, and it was it was just a really fun you know atmosphere. You know there there was people in and out of the school the whole day once the game started yeah. started. Uh, we were there on Saturday. I was with you on Saturday yeah. for a little bit. Got to see a couple of the preparatory schools yeah. doing some uh, warm ups, and yeah, it seemed like a pretty cool environment. Yeah. So Friday, you know, it kind of kicked off. Uh, the varsity team hosted Mooresville. And, you know, they got a good win, uh, you know, only their second game, you right. know, uh, good 52 to 39 win against a Mooresville team, bigger school. I thought we played really well. Uh, like I said, considering, you know, we had a good amount of football guys coming late, really didn't have like a, even a full week of practices in together as a team. Yeah. So it, it was good. It was good. It was good to get kicked off like that. I think the highlight of the weekend had to be... A retweet. Oh, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. So, Mike Miller. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know who Mike Miller is, he played at the University of Florida and then had a very good and long career in the NBA. One of the better three-point shooters you'll probably ever see in the NBA. Played for the Heat, played for the Grizzlies. I mean, he's everywhere. And he <laughs> retweeted on Saturday about how Christmas Addicts was coming in. He re- he tweeted at the he mob. He tweeted at it, yeah. Yeah, he tweeted at the mob. <laughs> it was Yeah, it was, it's awesome. I'm sure the students got a kick out of that. So that was awesome. So on Saturday, you and I got a chance to sit down with Scott Robinson. Real quick, give us a give us just a quick bio of Scott, and then we'll jump straight into the interview. So, like I said, he was a Daniel graduate of 2001. He played for Coach Barber uh, while I was here, and then you know his his career after high school has kind of taken him in the coaching ranks 
Uh, he's currently a high school coach down in Florida, but he also does these events on the side. But uh, without going to, into it too much for the interview, I mean, his the people he's been around uh, around in basketball is very extensive. Yeah. Uh, so he has a lot to draw from, and you know, the story about how he wanted to put this event together is just awesome. If you weren't able to make it out out there this weekend. You'll get a lot more information from Scotty once you listen to the interview. Hey, you're here with Scott Robinson, kind of the leader, I guess, if you want to talk about yeah. it, the Henders County uh, Hoop Fest. Scott, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's great to be back here, uh, back in the hometown. You know, it's been a while since I've been back, but it's always great to get back to Danville. That, that's awesome. Uh, so for me, I kind of followed, like, your, I guess, your career path, I guess okay. it is. But for someone, say, like Sean and some of our listeners that don't know what you like, Give us a little background about since you've graduated. Since yeah, what year did you graduate? Yeah, I graduated in 2001 from awesome. uh, from Danville. And then um, I was going to attend Butler University and work for uh, Coach Licklider, who was a Danville guy uh, mm-hmm. before, uh, back in the 90s here, and was the basketball coach here. And, and literally the day before I was going to go there, I had the opportunity to go play college basketball in Memphis. So I ended up moving down to Memphis, played college basketball, and then I ended up uh, going to University of Memphis and ended up working with the basketball team uh, at the University of Memphis from 2004 through 2010, finished my undergrad, and then was a GA there uh, under Coach Calipari, who's now the Kentucky head coach. So you know, I was there for six years, and then I was finishing graduate school, and I really didn't know what was next. And uh, I ended up writing a proposal to where I played and uh, was fortunate to go back and I ended up being the AD there for four years, AD and men's basketball coach at the school and they changed the name, they turned it to a for-profit school. And then unfortunately in 14, the investors decided to pull out and they decided to close the school. There's been a lot of government regulations with different presidents um, and so essentially the investors ended up pulling out and the school ended up closing, which has happened to a lot of different you know, school systems um, and higher education recently. So then after that, I really got into event management. So I did a college basketball game with uh, Ole Miss and SEMO, uh, Southeast Missouri State down in Memphis. And um, and that's how really I got started awesome. into this stuff. So, you know, this is a great opportunity, I think, you know, with the teams in the county and how good these kids are and just being able to highlight – you know, some of these kids that, you know, that probably are underexposed and being able to have opportunities to go pursue their collegiate dreams. It's right. just basically trying to highlight the county and community and um, and give them and have them play against teams they normally don't see. You know, so, you know, I'm really excited. You know, we've been uh, fortunate to have a good lineup for this event. You know, uh, have, oh, absolutely. I've, I've been yeah. really impressed, Scotty. It was, yeah. It's awesome. So we've had uh, Lalamere, who uh, was the, you know, Dick's High School National Champions, uh, and then Crispus Attics, uh, Culver Military, you know, high-level teams from out of the county coming in and playing against teams like Brownsburg and Danville. And, you know, it's just uh, – it's, uh, it's a unique and interesting matchup yeah. that the fans normally don't get to see for a normal home game. Right, because we're in the middle – I mean, we're at the beginning of the season. Right. So you're kind of getting some marquee matchups early on, which yeah. is pretty awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, I saw – I mean, Addicts is ranked number one in 3A, yeah. Culver number two. Yeah. I think we're, in some polls, Danville's yeah. ranked in the top ten. So I know as part of being part of the Danville coaching staff, it, it was really exciting to know that you were going to bring this event here and highlight it here. I've, I've been looking forward to this since yeah. it was announced. Is yeah. this the first like, time this event has happened? Yeah, first time. 
first time this event has happened and, and it uh, will continue. Awesome. You know, I think, you know, and anything you got to, no one knew what it was, you know, obviously with our family having two younger brothers that also went to Danville and knowing a lot of people in the community that you play and grow, grow up with, you know, and just, you know, you just stay in contact with those right. people throughout different times. And of course you move on and you have your own families and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a time when you get to come back, you get to reconnect. Um, it's basically just like a, you know, a high school reunion, you yeah. know, and that's essentially, um, wanting to make it a family atmosphere where people can come back, reunite, reconnect mm-hmm. and, and continue to grow it. And, and also raise awareness for MS, uh, which is the main vision behind this thing is, uh, as my mom, uh, had MS for over 27 years before she passed. So, yeah. you know, that's the whole concept behind it, uh, is just be able to raise awareness and funds for MS and then being able to, you know, get to see people you normally don't see all the time. Right. Yeah. You feel like, uh, I mean, you feel like her memory's been honored so far through this whole process? Not yet. And the reason why I say yeah. that is because I haven't seen a motorized cart go on the floor after a referee, <laughs> you know. Okay. No, but she would, she would be extremely proud. Um, I, I know she'd be extremely proud just with people showing up, people showing up for basketball. My mom loved basketball, uh, and I say that because... Uh, when my youngest brother Lance was playing college basketball, she actually did go after a referee on the court. So I remember uh, hearing that story. I wish yeah. I would have been there. Yeah. I wish yeah. I would have been there. I, unfortunately, there's no video. It was in Phoenix. Right. It was in Phoenix, Arizona, at one of his games. So, uh, but uh, it that was a funny story. But you know, he'll never forget that moment. Oh, no, no sure, question. For the rest of his life. Yeah, no question. And you know, she was at all our games. She supported us all the time. Uh, and she was a you know a school teacher here at Danville. So. You know, everybody in our community knew knew us boys, you know, Scott, Ryan, and Lance as Diane's kids, you know, yeah. even though we were all fortunate to go off and do our own stuff in right. college and play sports. But uh, she was a wonderful woman, and, yeah. and I know that, um, you know, this is something that to continue to look forward to and yeah. something that she definitely would be proud of. Well, it touches my heart. I lost yeah. my mom when I was 15, and yeah. I know the importance of doing whatever you can to keep a legacy yeah. going forward. So thank mm-hmm. you for... Yeah. Letting Danville be a part And I can of definitely that. attest to that. I mean, I've known you pretty much yeah. my whole life, yeah. and your mom was like a second mom yeah. to me. So it, it's been really exciting. It's been awesome to see. Like you said, the atmosphere was great last night at the yeah. game. Uh, Lalamere and uh, Brownsbury. Unfortunately, I was over in the JV game because yeah. we were playing in the other gym. Uh, Indiana High School basketball. Yeah. You're coaching still yeah. as well. Yeah. Florida, is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Is there a big difference? May, like, what's the biggest difference you see? Because Indiana is known for yeah. their basketball. Yeah. So what do you see, like, the differences between yeah. the two states specifically, I guess? Well, besides the weather, you know, <laughs> besides the weather. I, I, but I think that honestly plays a lot to do with it because, you know, in Indiana it's cold, you know, a lot of the time during the year. And quite honestly, when it's cold, everyone's inside and, you know, there's not much to do inside except really go play basketball. Right. You know, in, in Florida, it's warm all the time. Right. So, you know, people are outside all the time and there's football, baseball, you know, there's a lot of other options. You can go to the beach. So, you know, there's a huge difference, you know, kids don't really grow up playing it. Um, you've got to really love the game to, to be that. And, um, it's been, it was a huge transition, you know, but I'm fortunate I'm at a great school. Uh, to be able to impact kids' lives and teach the game of basketball and and being able to make them better basketball players and and help pursue their dreams. I mean, we've got, I mean, we've got students that, you know, uh, you know, just really can go to any school in the country, 
you know, got kid that just got a 34 on his ACT on my team. So, you wow. know, you're you're dealing with kids that are high level kids, not only academically but personally, and you know they're going to be very successful in life. And and basketball is just a part of that journey for them, and it's a it's a part of the journey for everybody. You know, I mean, failure happens, and you know, as a coach. You know, you're trying to get these kids to understand. Like sometimes, you know, you have you're going you're going to fail. There's no question. Right, it's right. just how do you recover? How do you bounce back and and fail big? You know, I mean, right. you know, you're taking a risk regardless of what you're doing. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there's only so many opportunities you have in life. We're fortunate to be able to live every day uh, that we're here on this earth to be able to impact people's lives and being able to, you know, be there for the people that love you and all that stuff. So I think it's just you know, trying to have that that component of being able to push kids further than what they really believe that they're at. And, you know, and I was fortunate and growing up, I saw it with my mom. You know, I saw it where, you know, regardless of how dependent she was on people and she had to be, she was very independent and would pursue her dreams and she right. didn't let it hold her back with what she dealt with. So, uh, you know, it's just uh, being able to, being able to impact kids' lives, and that's the biggest thing that my mom did, and it's just something as a coach that you take great pride in. You know? Do you, so we're both coaches. Yeah. Um, do you have, like, a saying? Like, if we had one of your uh, athletes here with us, and we'd say, hey, what does Coach Scott always say? What, what would they? Two things. It'd be two things. You, it would be from my college players, my high school kids. You know, you're just not around them enough, yeah. you know, outside right. of the gym because they have their own families and they right. go back to stuff. But in college, the first one would be it just don't stop, you know, because it seemed like it's just a snowball effect. Right. And the second thing is one thing leads to another, you know. So those are those would be the two sayings, yeah. you know. Um, and it was funny because one of my former players who's getting married uh, in March – said they goes coach you're right you know one thing leads to another like, <laughs> you know you, you miss a layup and then you don't sprint back and then you get beat on defense you know it's just right. one thing leads to another you right. know handle your business right so no I those would be the two i like that i like the yeah. one thing leads to another that's, that's such an important aspect with the high school player especially because i think they're very short-sighted sometimes oh, yeah. and you don't think about the fact that if you give up on a fast break what is that going to potentially do right to the team, to the game. I love it. So you mentioned you were GA yeah. at Memphis when Coach Calipari yeah. was there. What I, I know, especially in the state of Indiana, he's probably not thought of as, as fondly, but obviously he's had an yeah. impact on what you do. Mm-hmm. What's probably the one thing you took away while he was at Memphis? Yeah, I think, you know, you learn from people in every situation you're in. You know, and that's one thing my dad t- – told me, you know, I was going into this, I was fortunate to get on the staff at Memphis. It was just kind of by chance, you know, after I was done playing, I was going to try to get into coaching because there was a transition as at our head coach. And I didn't want to play for someone my last year that I didn't know. And I knew I wanted to coach. So um, Coach Ed Schilling, who is the assistant at Indiana right now and former Western Boone coach and from Indiana, was on staff at Memphis at the time. And uh, I went over and just basically was trying to do a, an event to raise awareness for MS, like a college or like a tournament, AAU tournament on campus at Memphis. And he says, well, you know, we started talking. We actually knew a lot of the same people, had a lot of mutual friends, talked about Western Boone and Danville. <laughs> and he goes, well, it seems like you want to stay around basketball. Won't you come by practice and help out? And I was like, okay. So I Great. came by practice and no one was there. So 
you know, I go from, you know, playing and then I come over there and now I'm, you know, cleaning the floor, doing the water, scoreboard. So, you know, it was, it was different. Right. But at the same time, I knew it was part of the grind, you mm-hmm. know, and it, and it, you know, I knew I couldn't play at Division One, So <laughs> it's like, you know, you just, it's an adjustment. And right. so basically, I, in my mind, I went from a player to a worker. Right. And, uh, and it just worked out and Coach Cal was there and... You know, you just am I going back to what you know? My dad, he said, you got to take it. Every situation you're in, you take something from them, and so when you get your own opportunity, you take different versions from different people, and you build your own. And uh, so, just being around Coach Cal every day, he's an unbelievable motivator. He gets his kids to play so hard on the basketball floor, but he's also a father figure. He shows he shows tough love. I mean, he's he's tough. You got to be mentally tough to play for him, and he'll get on you. Right. Uh, but at the same time, you know, those kids' dreams are to play in the NBA. The kids he deal, you know, that he's coaching at Kentucky. So, you know, he's going to hold them accountable. And during the year, and it's not just the high major division one, but, you know, the kids don't necessarily like you 24-7 during right. the year. So, but they realize after the fact when they get older, like, you know, oh, okay, well, I see what coach was doing, you know. So he's just an unbelievable motivator. He knows how to, you know, create that culture right. of family. And he's just uh, he's a he's a great guy. I mean, he's you know from the outside looking in, you know he's a player's first guy, and he'll let you know that. And he's a he's a marketing genius. <laughs> you know, he's just always finding the the angle and strings to pull for, right. you know, and 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 how it's going to benefit his program and how it's going to you know utilize his strengths. Right. You know, he's just he's he's the real deal. Well, I'll tell you what, I I hope you come back to Danville. Because I feel like there's so much I want to talk to you about yeah. your time with Coach yeah. Cal, uh, the guys that you saw and interacted mm-hmm. with, your experiences. I wish we had time. I I even saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Mike Miller yeah. retweeted yeah. about and everything like that. How that relationship. But we don't have the time. We know you're a busy guy. We want to thank you again yeah. so much for taking some time out for us. We know that you know everyone appreciates what you're doing here, yeah. and it, it, it's awesome. Is there a is there like a website that we could highlight that people listening to the podcast could go to? Yeah, it's eeullc.com. Okay. Yep. We'll Elite sure Events we... Unlimited LLC. So it's eeullc.com. And okay. if for anybody that couldn't make the games here and like that, but would still like to help uh, donate or yeah. anything like that, can they find something there on that link yeah. as well? Yeah, we have a community link there, a community tab there that they'll be able to see about the foundation and okay. other stuff like that. So we'll, we'll definitely highlight that then on Twitter and Facebook yeah. as well. Okay. All right. Sweet. Thank, Thank you guys you for having me. All right, that was awesome. Glad we got a chance just to kind of reiterate uh, the website that he shared with us during that interview. If you want some more information about his organization and also how you can maybe get involved with donating to the MS uh, Fund, it is www.eeullc.com. And if you go under community and then uh dream to discover you uh, you'll get some more information about all that it was really cool getting yes, a chance to was. do that uh, he's a great guy i've known him for ba- almost my whole life him or sorry he his younger youngest brother lance and i are best friends and it like i said it's, it's fun to catch up and like he said in the interview you, you got a lot of people you don't see all the time yeah. are coming back. They want to see what's yeah. going on. And if I remember right, I don't know if you saw the tweet too. I mean, they've already tentatively scheduled the event for next year. 
uh, hosting it again. At Danville. Wow, yeah, that's I mean, awesome. Yeah, so it's. I think it's going to be that last weekend in November going into December. I think it's like November 30th and wow. uh, December 1st. So, it, I mean, like I said, it's, it's just, it was just an awesome yeah. event. Atmosphere is great. We were – so on Saturday – we played first, the JV, I say we, but yeah. the JV played first, uh, Christmas Addicts over in the auxiliary gym, and with so many people there, I was on the bench, I kind of looked back a couple times, and that auxiliary gym was packed. Yeah. I have never heard, and the game was really good now, I hate saying it, the JV took a couple tough losses this yeah. weekend, one on uh, Friday against Mooresville, and then another one on Saturday against Christmas Addicts. But the environment and the roars of the crowd during a JV game yeah. were just insane. Yeah. And you got to keep in mind, we were playing at the same exact time as Culver and Brownsburg in the main gym. Wow. So you had a number three ranked team in 3A and a really good 4A team in Brownsburg playing in the other gym. And Brownsburg's and my, just down the street. Yes. And I and this this gym was packed. There yeah. were people standing around the track. Awesome. And it, it was... Awesome. We had to make a comeback to to get it within two points, yeah. and the roars of the crowd every time we would make a steal and get a layup, and it's just, yeah. It, I mean, it kind of gave me just chills just thinking about it, and it's like I didn't really appreciate it in the moment because I was locked in, right? But now that I look back on it, it's like JV kids don't get that all the time, right. so and that's what this event brought, right? So it, it's yeah, I can't even I can't say enough about it. That's cool. Really cool. Well, also, just kind of jumping back at the boys' basketball team, just some score updates. Their very first game of the season was against Greencastle. They won 60-42. Uh, to 42. Then uh, their second game, which was on Friday night uh, for the Hoops tournament, uh, was against Mooresville. They won 52-39. to 39. And then uh, on Saturday, had a tough loss against... Uh, what was who, number number one ranked Crispus Addicts? They won the they're the defending three A uh, state champions. Uh, it it was kind of a it was a back and forth game for most of it. A couple runs by Addicts, you know, at the end of quarters and stuff like that, kind of did us in. But I think Coach Barber put it the right way. And like I mentioned earlier, I mean, we haven't had a full week of practice yet, so we're kind of still trying to gel together yeah. as a team. Yeah, figure out what the rotation and right. you know what guys need to work on and stuff like that. It wasn't a lack of effort or anything like that. No. But you, you can no. tell some, some guys still had their football legs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it it was encouraging. Right. It, it was actually a really encouraging game, uh, something we can build on, and now we got a full week to get prepared for uh, Southmont. Cool. Well, before we jump into the uh, the upcoming schedule, I wanted to also read just a tweet from uh, Coach Casey Woods just congratulating some of his football players. Alec Burton was named uh, the top 50 All-State team, and that includes every class. So that's a huge honor for him. And then Dylan Plant and Ben Stevens were uh, the 3A All-State, and Caleb Marr was uh, 3, uh, 3A Junior All-State. So congrats, football players. Some more just kind of love coming your way after the season's over. Uh, but, yeah, awesome. So yeah, jumping into the schedule for uh, next week, uh, Monday, so tomorrow we're recording this on a Sunday, Monday the 4th, uh, the boys' bas- freshman team is hosting Mooresville, that's the only thing we got going there, and then on Tuesday, uh, the girls' basketball team is back in action, they are hosting Greencastle with the JV game starting at 6 o'clock and the varsity game to follow. And on Wednesday we have wrestling at home. 
Again, South Putnam JV starts at 6.30, and then Varsity is also at 6.30. I would assume that Varsity is in the main gym, yes, and then JV yeah. would be... Well, it's 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 kind of weird. So all this will happen at the same time. I got some you. some kids are designated as JV. Some kids are designated cool. as varsity. So very cool. Then on Thursday, uh, boys swimming and diving at Cascade at five thirty, along with the uh, girls swimming and diving team at Cascade as well. And then uh, boys freshman basketball is home against Crawfordsville. And then on Friday nights, uh, the boys' basketball team will be back in action as well. They will be uh, traveling to Southmont. Uh, the boys' JV game will be starting at 6 o'clock, along with the varsity girls' game. This is kind of a weird... I don't, I don't say weird because we've been doing it for a couple of years, but when you say it, you see it on the schedule, it's right. like, how can that happen? So the boys' JV game will be played in their auxiliary gym at the same time as the girls' varsity. So both of those will start at So very much o'clock. like our gymnasium. Correct. Where you have two separate... Absolutely, atmosphere. yeah. They, they have a field house, uh, so you're able to play awesome. other games in there. So the boys' JV and girls' varsity will be playing at the same time. Then you'll flip-flop it. Following those games, the girls' JV will be playing at the same time as the boys' varsity. So, kind of... Come out to Southmont. Yeah. Just get out to Southmont, you'll get a lot of action. You'll be seeing a lot of basketball that night. And then finally, on Saturday, what do we got, Sean? We got wrapping up the week at boys' swimming and diving versus Lebanon, and the girls' as well versus Lebanon. Those are home matches at 10 a.m., Wake the kiddos up. Go to the swimming pool. It'll be a great time for you guys to go and support them. And then later on that evening, uh, we have boys basketball. We have uh, JV Cascade at home at 6 p.m. And then the boys varsity against Cascade at 7.30. And then uh, 9 a.m., there is a wrestling uh, invitational against with Plainfield, and that is at Plainfield. So, yeah, that wraps up the, the schedule for uh, the winter sports coming up this week. A uh, lot going on. Yep. Please get out there. Even for some of the uh, away stuff, I mean, it's still close. We're tra- traveling to Cascade. Southmont's not too bad, but a lot of a lot of stuff being hosted at the home, home facilities this week. So come on out. You know, wrestling's at Plainfield. Yep. So a lot of this is in-county. So try to make your way out there and, and support all these teams and, you know, it, like I said, like I just the example I gave of the JV team, it's amazing what kind of just playing right. in front of that crowd can do for you. So, so interesting week of just kind of national sports for me. I had a first, which was awesome. Uh, I had my first experience at Assembly Hall. Got to go see the Hoosiers and Duke. I won't rub it in. Uh, yes, because you're a Duke fan. I am a Duke fan. Okay. Now I kind of, I kind of, I was curious. You know, Duke had a hard weekend. Uh, playing in that Phil Knight tournament, which I think was the greatest thing they could have <laughs> ever done because there were so many good games going on in Oregon. Uh, you know, that Thanksgiving weekend is typically kind of boring when it comes yeah. to sports. Because usually the NFL dominates the, the Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, you got all the games on Thursday, and then, yeah, you got to wait till sa- Sunday for the other games, but then college football kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just adds feels, a yeah. lot. It, I, I just feel like it adds a lot. So, uh, anyway, so it was, it was cool, man. Assembly Hall was amazing. Now, did you wear Duke paraphernalia? I did. 
Okay, did you get any uh, guff you from know, the IU guys? I did not. I What was funny is there was an older gentleman, I'm going to go with 80s, maybe upper okay. 80s, and he came up to me and he said, uh, hey, Sonny, how long of a drive was it from North Carolina? And I said, <laughs> oh, well, I drove from Indianapolis. And he said, aren't you a student? That, that had to make you feel better. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I said, uh... well... I'm 35 years old, so, and he said, I'm getting old, <laughs> so we laughed, but no, I didn't get, there. I was surprised at how few blue uh, shirts were there, I mean, there was a, there was definitely a good amount, but it wasn't, it wasn't overwhelming, I don't know, I don't know, it was, the atmosphere was amazing, I, I feel like if I had to pick an Indiana sports team to root for, IU would be close to that list, it's hard being a Buckeye fan rooting for another Big Ten team, but uh, Assembly Hall was awesome. Now, have you been to Hinkle? I'm not. Okay, so we'll we'll make that happen. Yeah. We'll both have to go to Hinkle. Yeah. And then let everybody. Then you'll have to make a real decision. Now, I'm not gonna say I went to Purdue. I've seen my fair share of games in Mackey. Yeah. Now it hasn't been recently. That place is pretty nuts too. It's not as big as yeah. Assembly. Yeah. It's a little more tight, but. Just the noise and everything in Mackey Arena. Yeah. So growing up, I, you know, my dad taught me in a weird way that it's okay to root for a lot of teams. And I didn't really understand how difficult that was until I got older. But we loved IU growing up. I mean, he okay. loved Bobby Knight. I loved Bobby Knight. Um, felt like when he got, you know, outed, that was a huge travesty. And, uh, you know, again, I was really yeah. tiny at I that time. Uh, so... It was easier for me to to enjoy Assembly Hall. I don't think I could really enjoy a Purdue game. Uh, I don't know. I think you'd be the surprised. The atmosphere, maybe? Yes, I think you'd be surprised. It'd be hard for me to pull for Purdue. Okay, that's fair. I, I mean, I, I get I that. I think but that's you, what I'm going As a general sports basketball fan, yes. I think you can appreciate Mackey Yes. Arena. So And then Hinkle's just got all the history behind yeah. it as well. I it. You know, you have the big windows with the, you know, day games. You got all the sunlight coming in and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, Hoosiers, obviously, is yeah, the so movie. So, yeah. My, my only college basketball experience, I went to a Xavier basketball game when I was real, real small. So Were they playing Cincinnati? They were not. Oh, okay. They were on, not. I am a UC fan over Xavier. But anyways, <laughs> went to a Xavier game. Really tiny. Don't really remember it. And then I lived in North Carolina for a little bit. And I got the hookup to go to a UNC-UK basketball game. And I was stoked. Like, I thought, this is going to be epic, right? Like, these are just two, like, historic, you know, teams. And it was the worst atmosphere I'd ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> After tip-off, everybody sat down and no one stood up again. That see yeah that's no, no good. I no hated point. it. That's just not that's not how you're supposed to enjoy a college game. Let's forget the sport. Right. But you're not supposed right. to, especially students. Students should be standing up the entire time. So Roy Williams came to uh, IU last year, and I believe the quote was something to the effect of, "What would it be like to have these kind of fans?" Oh yeah, and I think he got burned for that statement. But well, it doesn't matter if he. Well, he shouldn't if he's right. He was you know, right. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't have said it if it wasn't true. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he wouldn't. He wouldn't just call out his right. own fans if it wasn't true. Right. So I mean, they can you know get on him all they want. Right. He's right. Yeah. And I'm not a huge Roy Williams guy. No. But no, I'm not he, either. He's, 
he was right. So so the uh, playoffs came well, out today. Yeah, the po- college playoff rankings came out today. I know. You, what? No, no, no. What's your take first? My take was I knew that three three were in. So I knew Clemson, Georgia, and OU were in. Correct. To, Everybody me, knew that. Everybody knew that. For me, that was a given. And it was three teams for the last spot. It was Ohio State, USC, and Alabama. Basically, throughout this entire process, everyone was discounting the Pac-12. So I didn't think it was going to be USC unless someone in that committee room was really just trying to make an amazing case for them. Right. So to me, it was down to Ohio State and Alabama. Ohio State, they were in they were in that position with two losses not that long ago anyway. Right. And they didn't even win their conference championship that year. Right. So they had that going for them. It's very strange, yes. But then Alabama, they were basically number one the entire way through right. until that Auburn loss. Right. And then they put them out of the top four. I guess my question was, like, I don't know. Do you think that... Do you think they picked the four best teams or the four most deserving teams? There's a difference. You know, that's a great question because does Auburn still deserve? Okay, I guess my question... For this particular four, do you think they picked the four... Okay, never mind. Let me rephrase it. Yeah. Should they pick the four best or the four most deserving? Well... Their own rules, I believe, are the four best. And so I believe that in their minds, they did pick the four best. Now, as an Ohio State fan, my, my little sister was in a, just a tizzy because she was very mad. And, you know, how, how does the Big Ten continue to get disrespected? Let me just be honest with you. They did Ohio State a favor. Ohio State was going to get crushed, right? And and maybe that makes me not a true fan to be happy that they did not get into the top four. But it's like, after watching them get decimated by Clemson last year, I don't want to see that again. And I believe that's what would have happened this year. So, this is the question I have for you. Is this the time where they're going to push for eight teams? I think it will. The Big Ten will make such a racket about this. Yeah. And it, it was only going to take that, that first time where, you know, the Pac-12, I don't think, had enough pull to really push, right, push for eight teams. Big Ten does. The Big Ten has enough, you know, clout to be like, listen, our conference champion isn't going to be in the college football playoff, all right, we're moving to eight. Right. I'm... Do you feel like that helps or hurts? I think... I think it's going to hurt. Because you may have... Okay, so if, you, if you're if you at four, you can probably argue for five or six. Right. The fifth or sixth team. Yep. So you could probably argue three teams for that last spot. Right. When you move to eight, you're expanding that field... So for like the seventh and eighth spot, right. you could argue for maybe like five, six, seven teams now. Right. So now I think the discussion actually becomes harder. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't disagree with you. So that that's where I'm at. I wish they would stay for four, but after what's happening right now this year, I think it's going to go to eight. Maybe not next year because that's. I feel like that's a real short amount of time. But the year after, I can see it. 
Yeah, well... And what they'll do is they'll do the five... The five power, power five, five power conferences and then three at-larges. Which is going to be crazy because you're going to have one year where somebody's going to be, you know, three or four losses that wins the conference, and then all of a sudden it's going to be blah. Because then you, get, you, then you bring in Notre Dame, who's not affiliated with the conference. Yep. Then you bring in got teams like, for just this year, you got teams like Central Florida, UCF, right. undefeated. People are thinking, you know... Or if you want to go as far back as, you know, the old Boise State teams and stuff like that, they're going to... See, this is where I like it, though, because now Central Florida gets their shots. Okay, but then you're going to have the SEC or the Big Ten, like, well, our our second and third best team, or our second and third best team is better than that undefeated Central Florida team. You're right. Listen, I'm with you. I think eight is going to make it worse. I'm with you. I think four is the best number. I think if we had to expand, the six is where you have to go. Six is doable. You give you give the top two buys, yep. and then you got this kind of NFL feel to it. Um, you know, you don't want to recreate March Madness. No, you, know, you don't want to have that because then you're diluting the season. Like that's what that's what I fr- like. I would have been fine if Duke would have lost to IU. I wouldn't necessarily have been fine with it, but it would not have stung. It doesn't make or break your season. It would not have stung like when Iowa beat Ohio State. And that's that is the loss that's kept Ohio State. Correct. Out. No, I get it. They it wasn't it. the Oklahoma one. No. It wasn't the fact they had two losses. It was the way they lost. No, to Iowa. I agree. They deserve to be left out. I have no problems whatsoever. Okay. Well. That's a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, at some point we got to get into the NBA, especially <laughs> the, the superstars. I feel like we need a good the, special guest to the, join us. Yeah, the temper tantrums that are That's going to be an NBA guy. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. And I really need to get my LeBron James hatred off my chest and just destroy You know what, next I week I'm just going to give you like a five, six minute and you can just <laughs> rant. Rant and rave, and I'll just sit back and enjoy it. I need somebody that's pro-LeBron, though. Pro-LeBron as a player, or pro-LeBron everything? Well, I don't know how you distinguish the two. See, pro- Le- I believe LeBron is the best player in the NBA. Yes. I don't like the way he acts on the basketball floor, though. Yeah, I agree. I so, agree. The best player a- in the NBA ever? Debatable. We will have to hold off on that debate, then. Yes, yes, we will. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Have a good week. Peace.